right, here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Keep doing your thing because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know. Actually, got it right. 
the greatest pro wrestling, women's pro wrestling show in the history of comic books. And, 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 and let me go from there because uh, I'm a wrestling fan, I'm a comic book fan, and when I seen it, I was like, why the heck I ain't thinking this idea, bro? <laughs> that's what I was saying to myself when I seen it. I was like, man, there's, there's so many avenues you can go down, you know, every week or in every comic book have a championship or a title on the line or go in their personal lives and all that. So I want to ask you, what is the synopsis, uh, synopsis of the whole book? I mean, am I hitting the right plugs on what oh, what I would want to do with it. Okay, you're hit, you're nailing this particular series here. Primetime Saturday Night is the 100%, uh, as I would say, it's a WWE slash AEW pro wrestling show that superhero powers up in it. Okay. So all the female wrestlers that, that you see in the, in the show actually have superpowers. Now, you won't see people shooting like laser beams and stuff like that. It's it's more of the more combat type powers like super speed, super agility, uh, right. super strength, manipulation, uh, manipulation of mental, you know, other people's mental faculties, stuff to that magnitude. And it all it all gets done very subtly. So you have to pay attention to how things happen. And this introduced the idea of, like, mid-air counters, of, like, getting thrown up in the air. You know, think about, if you remember, Ultimate Muscle, how they used to do a lot of the weird stuff in mid-air at Ultimate Muscle. This book right. has that in Okay. So that, that's pretty much what this series is. Now, mind you, Primetime Saturday Night is a sister book to the original AWS series, which is, dealing with the behind the scenes. And the reason we created Primetime Saturday Night was because when we came out with AWF, people complained that it was not enough wrestling in the book. So I just said, you know what, let's just cut the difference here. Let's just give you your pro wrestling show that you've been wanting for so long. And, and from there, it, it just took off from there. Um, so how many, how many wrestlers you got? As of right now, the roster is 24. Okay, and you – so is there a dominant female out of all of them? Not really dominant, but there's different storylines that's going into play as far as the actual TV show, as we called it, Primetime Saturday Night. There's a lot of storylines that's going on right now. Now, uh, we just finished the first story arc, so – but right. as of right now, we're, we are actually kickstarting a prequel issue, which is issue number zero. That's the brand new issue that that is coming out. So we're releasing that on Kickstarter as well as issue number one to get people acclimated to the series. Uh, okay. So pretty much, uh, we completed the first three issues uh, probably back in 2016. 2016, no, it wasn't 2016. 20, 2018 was when issue number three came out. Right. And we just completed issue number zero this year. And each issue is like 50-plus pages of pro wrestling here. And at the end of issue number three, we actually crowned another AWS champion. We also crowned a intercontinental champion also in that same issue as well. You got tag team champions too? Oh, that's coming. That's coming no, because okay. I have to I have to introduce the tag teams here. Um, there's only one that I have truly introduced as a legitimate tag team, and then there was another group that teamed up together. But there's three more tag teams that I have to introduce in the series, and that's coming in this next story arc. So, who's writing it? Is it you? I'm the writer creator of this. That is correct. That is a good good deal, man. Uh, boy. That's a good idea. It messed me up when I seen it. Because I love wrestling, too. And then uh, it don't help that y'all drawing them a little sexy, too. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That, that, that's the thing. It, it, it's like everybody thinking that, you know, you can't use 3D graphics to do comics. Why not? You could yeah. model. You could get each character the way that you like, and it, it makes it easier to, you know, to mimic the pose and it actually manipulate all the 
muscles the proper way where it looks legitimate. Yeah, right. And that, I know- was the, that was one of the major complaints that I got from traditional comic book readers because as they were saying, it's like, but this is 3D graphics. How come you couldn't get an artist to do it? We, we want hand-drawn art. And I'll feel like, why is hand-drawn so important to you? Right. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go for photorealistic, and you wanted something that is, you know, hand drawn. I was like, that's kind of like, if I try to go for everybody's preference, I would never come out with anything. So I had to go with what what my strengths were at the time. Having it drawn, since I know about that part, is very expensive, brother. <laughs> it's very expensive, depending on who you get. <laughs> And you have to get somebody who can do the work correctly and in good quality. That's right. the other thing. And then, and then there's, there's nothing. Okay, somebody draws it, but then you gotta have somebody pencil it or ink it. Mm-hmm. You got somebody pencil it, color then you gotta it. have somebody to ink it, somebody to color it, somebody to letter the word. Man. At the time, and then somebody and then somebody to edit at the end to make sure that to make sure yeah. that everybody else did their job right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And normally, normally it's the creator for real. Because <laughs> normally I no, go no, over I, it. I, I have somebody else do the edits to the book, but I have the final say so as creator. Right. I normally I go over mine, and me and the and me and uh the other guy. Uh, one of the guys that's been on my show many times, Raymond uh, Sanders, who is, he's like, I, I got my comic books with Fantasy Art and my company together. So when I do it, I go over it and he go over it. And it's nothing like two pairs of eyes looking at it anyway. So right. you and might it, miss something. It's, it's more, it's, to me, it's more than a pair of eyes looking at it. It's more along the lines, have somebody who is not truly attached to it to be like, Hey, this doesn't sound right in this in, in this scene here. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's you know? exactly that's exactly how he is. He's more like he knows the story because I done sent him the story, and he and he caught one part that was good because we I forgot, and the artist that was drawing it just kind of like overlooked what I wrote, and we forgot that little part. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm glad he was there to catch it. So it's always good to have somebody else helping you and doing it too. You, uh-huh. With you being a creator, you can't do everything. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, exactly. I hate, sometimes I hate being a one-man army, but once you get the best people that you can work with involved, it becomes gravy. It becomes that easy. You don't have yeah. to worry as much. Yeah, especially when you got a team that's, and, and they're also into the book as well. Uh-huh. I know that helps. Now, uh, name some of the name of the wrestlers since I don't know. I just want to hear. <laughs> name some of the and who got the belt now? Matter of fact, since I'm asking. Okay, okay, okay. This this is okay. Since you want me to give pseudo spoilers as of right now. Sorry for issue number zero. We have Juggernaut, who is the current AWF champion, and the and the fans are pretty much going against her because the crowd favorite. AKA the People's Champ Brickhouse has been denied her opportunity at the belt. So in issue number zero, which is the Beach Bunny um, Brawl pay per view, Brickhouse finally gets her opportunity for the championship to prove that she is worthy to become AWF champion. Meanwhile, also in that pay per view, they also crown a number one contender, which ends up to being the end of a what is considered a um, tournament for the number one contendership, which ended up being a four-way dance because of some quote-unquote unscrupulous endings that happened prior in our prior show here. So wow. in, that, in that wrestling match, you have Diva Go versus Ellen versus Helga versus Goddess Leah. For the number one contendership, and then hmm. you have a lot of the, then you have a lot of the consolation matches of all the best people that was in that tournament wrestling against one another, you know, for like the undercard. So you like uh, backstage stuff like they do actually in in wrestling, 
like backstage. You, you have the backstage interviews. Um, by the time you get to issue number two, you have a backstage incident where we actually show the locker room and people getting messed up and everything to that magnitude. Yes, all that happens in in this series. And you got uh, do you got the same announcers? Yes, you have uh, Coca Steaming Hot Castle as well as Patrick Cannon as your commentary host here and your backstage and your backstage uh, interviewer of Summer. Uh, I forgot what Summer's last name was, but you have Summer backstage doing the backstage interview. And do you get the uh, particular referees? Yes, but we don't name them by name. But we do have Carlos Rivera, uh, Sonia Robinson, and uh, what was like I forgot what Tanner's last name, but those are three of the referees that we do have for the series. Will they? Will any of those uh, folks become involved in a couple of matches? No. Uh, again, they pretty much are just observers, observers of the matches. You know, they might end up getting knocked out every once in a while. I haven't gotten to that aspect as of yet, but, no, they pretty much more like uh, observers here. You won't have, like, you know, Earl Hefner moments or uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, name, Mike Tanay or anything like that. You won't have those type of moments so far in this series. Because I remember one, wrestler ter- one uh, referee turned into a wrestler. Uh, that... Well, actually, I I think so. There was one that turned into a wrestler, and then yeah. all of a sudden now you're making me think about Teddy Long because Teddy Long was originally a referee. Who yes, he was. Became, then he was a manager. He eventually became a manager who eventually became a, a general manager. <laughs> yeah, 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 which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, any of the announcers going to be wrestlers because the, the one lady that you named as an announcer sounded like she could be wrestling. No. She she has power, but she's not going to wrestle. Uh, Patrick used to be a wrestler. Okay. He used to wrestle for for the actual organization before it turned all female. Okay. Do they want to? Is there any uh, any um, males want to come back and wrestle for the company and have a male show too as well? Um, no. And the reason being is that this because of the parent book, AWF. Uh, when we get into the history of the actual AWF organization, it used to be a a legitimate wrestling federation until they had one female wrestler come in there and she pretty much dominated everybody, that including the males here. And it became too dangerous because after her appearance, more people like her, more women like her started showing up to that organization to become wrestlers, and they just, you know, the, the average wrestler was, was just overpowered, so they became too afraid to come back. And that's always that's always in the back of your head as a new storyline, am I correct? That's, no, that's in the parent book. In the parent book, that's Oh, okay. Okay. Now, you have to be mindful that Primetime Saturday Night is only only the television wrestling presentation. So when you okay. pick up this book, you're you're picking up yeah, a the action of like yeah, yeah. Of the, like it's like it's almost like you turn on the television and you watch an AEW Dynamite from beginning to end. Okay. So you get none of the you get none no, of the behind the scenes stuff in 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 Prime Time Saturday Night. You get none of the behind the scenes stuff. That's in his parent book. The parent book talks about the actual wrestlers in real life, what they're what they're like in real life. What we get in Friday Saturday night is the actual pro wrestling show. So do you still do you still write the other the other book as well? Yes, I do. That's a hell of an idea. <laughs> you got me got, now I'm I'm hyped, man, and I gotta I gotta get both books so I could know what, what's going on when I do watch the wrestling show. And you want to know what's 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 weird about it? And I kind of mentioned it in the description of the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. It was a good it was a good idea that was never truly expounded upon because it's not completely original. It, it has been done before in Marvel Comics and DC Comics tried to touch into it with Big Barda, 
Mm-hmm. However, how, however, what they did want to bring it back because of the way that it was done. Um, if you remember in Marvel Comics, um, you know, being grinning on the ever uh, the ever loving blue eyed thing, you right. can be a part of a wrestling organization called the Limited Class Wrestling Federation. I remember that. And all the wrestlers there would pretty much had superpower, super strength given to them by the evil villain, the power broker. Okay. So you have to think about during that time in the eighties where wrestling was very popular, you know, being really becoming a professional wrestler and, and introduced characters like um um Demolition Duffy, Vance Astro was one on Sharon Ventura who eventually became Miss Marvel, who eventually became the She Thing and Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, Screaming Mimi, who eventually became uh, Songbird and the Thunderbirds, was in that federation as well. So you had a lot of characters that came out of that whole storyline, but it was never truly evolved beyond that story arc in um, Marvel Comics. And then on top of that, you know, thinking about how we grew up with wrestling, it's like, you know, everybody talked about the female revolution and WWE, but nobody remembers Glow. Nobody remembers. Yeah, that. I do. I do remember I them. them. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, you know, it was like, why not do it? And then, to me, it was like a whim, more like a whim, because I just got through doing a live stream where I actually told about how this both series came about. Right. At first, right. I wasn't, at first, I wasn't going to do it until I had a female artist come up to me and said, I like the idea. Here, let me help you draw it. And that's how the original AWS series came about. If it wasn't for that and the complaints about lack of pro wrestling, we would never have prime time Saturday night. Now, how does the fans react to your book? And, and when you're at shows selling your book, How's the fan reaction? Wrestling fans actually dig it. But the thing about it, it's not too many wrestling fans that do go to comic book shows. So I have to make this book appeal to both comic book readers as well as wrestling. Right, right, right. At the same time. So it's kind of like a mixed thing. It's like, you know, some comic book fans be like, hey, that's a cool idea, but it's not what I'm accustomed to. And then wrestling fans are like, oh, my goodness, this is what we need. And then they see the 3D graphics. It's like, why isn't this a video game? It's like, we have to brand, brand the actual product first before we go into merchandising into video games and all the other stuff. So we have to have a you know a popular product before we can justify that. Right, right. I love the, I love the idea when I first, when you first hit me up, I didn't know what your book was about. And I, when you first hit me up and I seen the idea, and I was like, hey, I like them both. Cause I like comics and I like wrestling, so hey, I wish you nothing but more success. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna read that first, uh, the thing that you sent me, the first uh, book, and then yeah, I said, I'm gonna go on a zero. issue number zero. You got the, you got a pre copy of issue number zero. Okay, and I'm gonna have to go back and purchase the other ones because that's a good idea, and I, and I think you can run with it. And uh, who knows, man? One of the wrestlers I might want to use and write in my in my story with Shay Diamond. So we'll we'll talk hey, about just, that. Just just, just 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 hit me up if you want. If you find like a character that you might want to use, just hit me up. Oh yeah, you I know, will. I will I, definitely. I, I don't mind my characters being guest stars in other people's books. As yeah. Long as the story is conducive and fits to the character, I don't have a yeah. problem. Yeah. Don't worry. It will because I'm the one who'll be writing it. So <laughs> I, I've used other. I've had a uh, pink hammer. I've had uh, a vengeance in my story. There's a few that I've wrote for. So don't worry. We'll talk. Okay. Got to. Right. Uh, I want you to give your information where people can hit you up, and also uh, the Kickstarter too. Tell that information. Okay. Now. Prior to Saturday night number zero and issue number one, the issue zero and issue one is currently on Kickstarter as of right now. Uh, we are about $183 away from our uh, funding goal where we could go ahead and get everything printed as of right now. And you can hit us up on Kickstarter by looking up AWF Prime Time Saturday night number zero dash number one. 
Uh, you can also hit us up for the actual other issues on our online store on our company website, which is exigencystudios.com. That's exigency, X-I-G-E-N-C-Y, studios.com. Uh, I could be hit up on Facebook at Joe D. McPhee here. We also have a company Facebook page of Exigency Studios. I have an Instagram as well, which is Silvolt, that is S-I-L-D as in Victor, B as in Baker, O-L-T. And I'm also on DeviantArt at Silverbolt 14. Well, brother, I want to thank you again. Thank you for hitting me up. This, this enlightened me, gave me some ideas. I'm like, shoot. I wouldn't mind writing uh, a segment of your of your comic book, but it would be I have to really get in tune with all the characters. I tell you that, but that is a great idea, man. Continue to do it, dog. I'm, okay. Now you got me as a fan. Now continue to do it. <laughs> for I, real, I will, for real. Like, I, I will continue to do it here, and and like I want to tell your listeners here, please back our Kickstarter. It's like that's the best way for to guarantee that I keep keep going. Right. Support when people are out here trying to put stuff out there for you guys. So it's like as of right now, like I said, issue number zero is the brand new issue. That's what we're focusing on on this Kickstarter. And like I said, we're only $183 away and we got 20, 21 days left up in it. So there are people out there that's wanting this. So we just want to make sure that we hit this finish line as soon as possible. And then that way we can start giving away free stuff. And everybody right. likes free stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do. You, want, you, want to get, you, you, you think, you, think you, know, the, you know, the graphics and the books look good? Wait until I get through with, with a lot of these uh, art prints and everything. We've got, you know, promo prints and everything done up like, you know, if you get like a, a wrestler's promo pick and everything. We have stuff like that, and we're trying to give that stuff away as as uh, fresh gold bonuses for free if we if we hit our goal. So just remember, $183 more. If you, if you could spare it right now, you could get issue number zero digitally for $5. If you want it in print, it would be uh, $15, and the reason why it's $15 because you still get the digital copies of issue number one and issue number zero as well. So it's really, you get three issues for the price of $15. Well, thank you again, Joe D. McPhee, for coming through, man. And like I said, I'm going to have to go on and check out the – I got to check out the pre-store. I got to do all that because I got to right. I got to find you out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made sure that you got the pre-store. You know, okay. So to talk about more about the pre-store because it's like you said, it's like, hey, I like wrestling. It's like, okay, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I love wrestling. That's why I'm like – Man, this is an intriguing idea, and I hope more people get on and get involved on it. And make sure that you post this show in the ICC so other people can hear it too as well, man. I appreciate okay, you. I'll go, ahead, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that in, in the ICC as well, and I'm also going to uh, post a link to the show where we actually had this conversation on the Kickstarter as well. Because okay, everybody cool. has to get their shine. When you work with me, you want to get your shine no matter what. Whether if you have me as an interview, you got any work on me, work with me. But I just, I just I want, want more people to hear. I just want more people right. to hear about the idea and what you're doing, man. Appreciate you, Cat. Right. Take care, right. man. Same to you, Taz, and keep up the good work with your books, man. All right, I thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That was Joe D. McPhee. Uh, right now, I'm going to drop some music on you, and we'll do that for the rest of the half hour, a little half hour, no spins. I ain't did a no spins in a minute. I know y'all cussing me out, real people that listen to this show. This is Tupac, Dope Fiend Diner, and the next joint will be the next joint, and we'll talk about it on the other side.
Yo, yo, this is poet, author, Mark Lacey. That's M-A-R-C-L-A-C-Y. And you are listening to A-T-A-Z-P, recorded live right here in the A-T-L. Don't forget to check me out at www.marklacey.com. That's www.marclacy.com. Read about the critically acclaimed, the looking heart, poetic expressions from within, and reflux. And don't forget to keep it locked at A-T-A-Z-P, recorded live. ATACP live on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, that was Mark Lacey. And the song before that was Me and You by Honey. Uh, the next rip, the next song, Karen Loves Love. One of the guests I had on the show before, Karen Loves Love, with the song I'm Done. I'm tired of your game I was hoping you could be a better man Oh, but no The things I do for you You're not gonna get anybody else to do No, you won't But you play me for a fool I'm baffled cause it seems That you don't realize I'm 
and no anger. Forgiveness by free we give. I won't be bound by the opposite. No matter what you did, I'm praying that you find him. He's everything you've been searching for. Without all the bottles and the girls and more. Just let go, let go, and let God. Just let go, let go, he's got. And move forward. No looking back. No, I'm not looking back. No, no, no. And I want no parts of the past. Leave it in the grave where I left it. No, I don't want to resurrect it. Rolling up with truck jewels and wild guns It's just another ghetto scene in effect 
That's when I seen this little trick from the project. But since I know she's a trick, it's long D. You know the hotel, the motel, I'm in it out, G. Never to experience the G-A-M-E. Cause I'm the U-N-C-L-E-L-L-C. Double O-L-J. My motto was bust three and flee. I gotta get right, right, right. But don't fret, that's for a F. Real love and respect's a possibility. And she keeps her games in check. One, two, and pass. Don't fidelically bump and think it ain't come here. I'm on that ass like wet paint. And it's a one night stand. No disrespect intended, but I'm not your man. <laughs> funky ain't funky unless you bump my jam. I'm about to get funky, then I dash. I'll check it out now, cause I'm the candy man. The C to the A and G Y man. Funky and funky unless you bump my jam. I'm about to get funky, then I dash. I check it out now. Ladies wanna get to know the way I flow with this show. Brothers wanna crack a brew and peep the scenario. Yeah. But curiosity kills the cat, so don't stress me. What? Just want this fat ass track. It's called the Candy Man. The C to the A N D Y Man. Funky ain't funky unless you bump my jam. I'm about to get funky, then I dash. I check it out now, cause I'm the Candy Man. The C to the A N D Y Man. Funky ain't funky unless you bump my jam. I'm about to get funky, then I dash. I'll check it out now. You know what I'm saying, baby? Uh, keep it sweet, baby. Yeah. No lay back, you know. A little something you can vibe to. Maybe later on, come by the ramble. Yeah. Go to hotel. Keep it sweet, baby. But keep it real, baby.
Summer Walker, that's karma. We got about three, three, four minutes. I'm going to play this to its entirety. This is a TAZ and Miss V off the new uh, CD, uh, Beats. It's Z Mentals Volume 1, and it's the beats I did. This is somehow, some way. TAZ, Miss V. Until next time, until Sunday, when we do only 30 minutes, only on Sunday. Take care. Stay safe, y'all.